1: And welcome to another episode of the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. And as always, this is brought to you by the InfluenceAlliance.com, which is the business building community for coaches and consultants who want to build a profitable and scalable business whilst make a much bigger difference in the world. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, my guest today says by knowing your potential clients' current energy, you can talk their language, and the sale will become so much easier. Joining me on on today's show is George Adaman. Now, George, he is a relationship entrepreneur, a success and relationship consultant and trainer, as well as a speaker. And he helps entrepreneurs and corporate leaders increase their productivity while also enhance team performance and satisfaction. Now, he also helps them find and keep love or create sparks. And George wrote the first or his first international best-selling book, The Grey Dance of Love, and he created the first relationship and character personality types, the first relationship personality test and the grey theory, which helps entrepreneurs become the best version of themselves. Now on today's show, George is going to share a powerful formula that will help us to regain control over our business and our lives. He's going to share one of the most important principles of success for business and life, as well as how to increase your productivity, your sales and team performance so it's going to be a rich conversation today welcome to the show George
2: thank you Anne-Marie and it's great being here
1: and of course you are calling in from which part of the world we are an international uh yeah network if you if we will so where are you calling in from today Indeed, from
2: Lebanon, actually.
1: Wow, fantastic. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. So tell us, George, how did you get into the industry that you're now uh, sharing your knowledge? Can you give us a bit of an overview of the snapshot of your career journey? Of course,
2: so it's actually a very unexpected journey. I basically did everything except that. I did my master's in marketing. I did management, entrepreneurship, and all those stuff. But along the way, I actually was friend-zoned by my ex-best friend. And so this actually led me to an unexpected journey, a beautiful journey. And once I started entering that, I went full in into personal development. I read more than 1,200 articles, more than 200 books. Uh, I did created an experiment, wrote a book, and all those beautiful things that came after that.
1: Yes. And of course, as we mentioned in the introduction, your international best-selling book, The Grey Dance of Love, the, the first relationship character and personality type, the, the relationship personality test and the grey theory. Isn't it interesting how often circumstances or a situation will catapult us to an entirely new direction and that becomes the area of expertise that we continue to share? What have you noticed since you now know what you know and start to teach what are some of the impacts some of the the changes and ultimately results that you see happen in teams and in organizations once they start to become familiar with your teachings and then implementing some of the strategies which I know of course you're going to talk about today but let's talk about what are some of the results you've seen
2: in short I would say an awakening so once you start connecting with the material and Really, what happens is you start to rediscover yourself. You reconnect with yourself on four levels, at a soul level, at an intellectual level, emotional level, and physical level. So yeah. physical, intellectual, emotional, and I keep on Weird forgetting this word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, it's <laughs> so, interesting should say that because, you know, sometimes when we're working with individuals, we may approach it to one certain areas, you know, that you might mention. Let's have a look at the physical. Yet we can do all of the work in that one particular area. And yet we know that saying you are as strong as your weakest link. So if there is an area of, of growth or opportunity of learning in one of the other areas, if we don't deal with that, it's going to inhibit what we are doing and, and working on the the that that one particular area, say we mentioned physical. Have you noticed that that is probably one of the areas you're so passionate about what you do because you often don't hear of development being done across all of those different areas, only maybe one or two. So have you seen that it really does allow people to recognise? Oh, that's why there's still always a block. There is still always something that was missing.
2: Yes, it's very true because like we tend to be very much focused and focused is a really good thing to focus on one area but at the same time uh, i like the holistic approach because in the end it's we are spiritual beings it's i take this from my one of my mentors Bob proctor he always says that we are spiritual beings living in a phys- physical body an intellect and emotions so we all we have all four dimensions so by working on all four dimensions we actually leverage ourselves and really connect with each dimension to really be ourselves in a full and completely different aspect of how we're presenting ourselves.
1: Yes, yeah. Would you say that? Uh, I mean, each of those dimensions, I think, is very important. However, has has evidence come to light that if you are lacking in one of those areas, they will impact the rest, or are they all so intertwined? They're all very important. What's come from your um, research?
2: It's a little bit of both, I would say. So I'm going to give you an example when it comes, for example, to personal relationship. Uh, yeah. One of the the reasons for, for example, people having multiple partners or cheating or this is just, I'm not saying that this leads to cheating, but this is one of the reasons is yeah. that they are not matching on all four levels. So this is one example of why it's important to be like, to to have chemistry in all four levels. It's yes. not just the physical chemistry. You need the physical, the intellectual, the emotional, and the spiritual. Yeah. And it's the same thing with businesses. And it's, for example, you can see from yourself when you're talking to a client, for example, if you only relate on an intellectual level. So, okay, let's say you have, you both like reading books. That's great. It's a positive thing. You have one thing in common. But imagine if you have like the four things in common or two or three. The more things we have in common, the more chemistry we have, the more holistic. Our approach: the better things are, the, the the more connected we become, whether with ourselves or with the universe, or with our clients, or with our colleagues or coworkers. And it's it's really it takes a different dimension.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, if you're thinking about. Um... I mean, I I would imagine even relationships within the business environment, your team, you know, there are certain ways that we can adapt, you know, to a certain situation. Uh, But then, of course, it's going to be important that we don't have to over-adapt. That is quite foreign, if you will, to our natural, what I would call your natural state. So for instance, you know, if you think about what who I am, I'm an extroverted introvert, which means I'm quite happy to, to have a microphone and to speak and to share. But then I have to have those moments where I'm on my own. Silence is the best, you know, uh, sound for me. And so I need that to restore and re- recuperate. So if I was constantly on, if you will, and in a noisy environment, I would be worn out at the end of the day. So we can adapt can't we, to, to different team members and so forth? But do you find, so what what I think you're saying is if you need to continue to over-adapt or something's missing, that is when we go and seek other areas that kind of complement or, or that you know yeah that that kind of strengthen us in those areas so let's talk about this powerful formula then that will help us to regain control over our business and life the awareness that you just said of those those number of areas in and of itself I think is going to be incredibly helpful for people who are already starting to see okay there are some things that uh, I can see are m- missing but what's this formula that you talk about?
2: It's a beautiful formula that I learned from another of my mentors. His name is Jack Canfield. And uh, the, the formula is as simple as the following. E plus R equals O. Events plus response equal outcome. So what happens is that, in general, we cannot really control the events that happen to us. But what we can do is we can control our response to the events, which will change the outcome. So we can either play the victim poor me, uh, my boss is uh, not treating me well, or my client is not paying me this month, or whatever the scenario is. Mm-hmm. Or we can actually change our response and like take 100% responsibility, which is another, by the way, key principle, is to take 100% responsibility in our life. And so we say, okay, so let's say my boss is not being good with me, or there's a problem of communication. I can either blame and complain and do all those things that we always tend to do most of us at least and say you know what okay here's the situation what can i do about it can i go and talk to my boss about it is he is he or she open for that if they're very like if they have more of a fixed mindset and they already have like this uh, for example that they already have this opinion of us and they don't want to change for example then we can find another alternative we can always find ways so we can either speak through another colleague or a boss, or we can simply, if things are really not working, okay, what can I do? I love my job, but I'm not satisfied with my boss. So I can actually apply for another job. I can create my own business. I can. There are always solutions for those that are actually really seeking to do that.
1: Mm. That formula is powerful, especially when you see with what's going on in the world. And I think when we are heightened, because there there may seem to be situations which are out of our control, what we often do, or we get a result that we didn't like, the first in, you know instinct is often to look for blame. Who can I blame? But that will never solve anything and I'm sure we've all heard that saying, you cannot control what someone thinks about you, says about you, but you can control how it impacts you. And that in itself is empowering because from there it allows you to maintain control, if you will, because if we go down that hole of self, yeah, you know, kind of self this and blame and all of that and it does no one in any good, what would you say for, for someone who is maybe only hearing? this or recognising how important this is for the first time, where is a good place to start, to stop? Because it's very easy for all of a sudden an event to happen and you to respond, you know, in a particular way. But it takes some process first to be able to get to a place where you can take a different response or a different reaction
2: just before answering that i would like to give an example because i in general there's a lot of people that tend to be like but i cannot take 100 percent responsibility if i have for example a disease like cancer or stuff like this it's not my, my fault it's genetic the environment it's whatever kind of reasons." so i think this is a, something very powerful to actually talk about see there's something that we tend to always like blame it our, uh, out of our control but what we can do is ask ourselves a few of those questions, like, have we actually done the research? Yes, we're not doctors, maybe, uh, but have we actually read all the articles we can on cancer or preventing cancer or healing cancer? Have we actually read books about it? Have we went to see multiple doctors? Have we talked about it to other people? At the same time, from what we've learned today on all the research, cancer is actually some people might be, find this controversial, but it's in a way man-made because it starts with the thoughts and thoughts leads to feelings. Feelings leads to behavior. Behavior leads to action. And so if you follow, for example, Bob Proctor's model, it's like it starts with, uh, let's say, negative thought. Negative thought leads to negative emotion. Negative emotion leads to negative behavior. Negative behavior leads to negative action. And at the same time, it leads to disease and then disintegration, et cetera.
1: Yeah, a lot of diseases is, and even even uh, you know scientific and, and medical research is showing high levels of stress or whatever that is is placing our body under that. That is a whole other topic on its own, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> but okay, yeah. so we realise that there are things that perhaps we may have not even realised. Hey, we need to consider that because it, it, it we can reclaim control over that.
2: Exactly. So can you please repeat your question so that...
1: um... Yeah, absolutely. So now that we realise that there are some things that we can start to do, and I think you answered the question beautifully in the question, which was originally, what can we do if we previously hadn't even realised that, look, there are other ways that we can respond? And it's just to be curious, isn't it? To be curious and say, have I done that research? To stop, have I done that research? What else is available? What source am I going to? That's what my thing. What's the motive behind what that source is telling you? That that is my greatest because if that's the motive is not, truth or or there's a a, a, you know an underlying motive for that particular body of people then you need to to research that to find that out for yourself absolutely because often we don't we don't even realize that what a reaction that can be instantaneous we can actually slow that down and start to change you know our thoughts our beliefs as, as you say which will then impact the response that we have. So are we, are we responding or reacting? And in some instances, overreacting. So I think that's powerful. So I love that formula. You've already shared one of the principles with us, which which I think is in- incredible. But you say that there is another one, one of the most important principles for success for business and life. What's that one?
2: I actually already mentioned it.
1: Uh... Say it again, George.
2: It... Say it again. Mm-hmm. Taking 100% responsibility of our lives. This yes. is super important because we really tend to, we, we, we've talked about it. So we blame a lot. We complain a lot. We believe that nothing is on, in our control. But if you really look at it, if we really look at the examples of people that really succeeded at whatever the, you call them, the 5%, the top 3%, whoever whoever you rank them, they've all shared a similar journey and they all speak the same language and they all say the same things take 100% responsibility for your life. Because when you really look at the, those stories, Bob Proctor, for example, he started out of nothing. He was, he, he was gaining $4,000 per, per year. He owed $6,000, so he was already in debt. He started by cleaning floors, and he's now like a multimillionaire speaking all around the world, et cetera. Same thing with a lot of people. A lot of people started broke and they became multi multimillionaires or billionaires. It all starts basically. So, one of the things I actually really really love—it's one of my personal like, formulas—is that we need three things for success. And um, so, the first is whenever we're when we're dealing—I mean, with clients and stuff—the first is you need to have a desire, a desire or a passion for something. It needs to, uh, to have a market for it at the same time, and at the same time, it's something that so it's a passion of yours. It's a Desire for the market and there's a need in for it, and once you do that, it's it's. And if you look at it, all the people that succeeded had this in common. So they had this this lack in some in some place, some area, uh, whether it's finance or, in my case, for example, I had an emotional trigger. So it was basically started with my ex-best friend, and this is this was my like the lack of sparks in my case was like a driver for me to actually go there and really change my life. And instead of, so I could have said, you know what? Okay, who, who, she doesn't want to be with me. And okay, I'll go with the next and then the, and the next and the next, et etc. Et or I would say like, you know what? In the personal development world, they've told us if it's time to take responsibility, you really want to create something, you want to really change your life, take control of it. And this is what I did by doing all the research, by changing my habits, my beliefs, my patterns, my emotional way of being and it's it's actually a ripple effect if you really think about it from my personal experience and the people i know when you start changing it changes everything around you in every area like remember I, i did start for yeah sorry
1: It filters through to other areas of your life, doesn't it? And I would imagine, too, you may have started, and we talked about those four dimensions at the beginning of the the interview, which you said was physical, emotional, spiritual, and what was the other one now I've forgotten? Intellectual. Yes, intellectual. (laughs) And so you may have started to make some changes, done some research in a certain area, but by doing that and changing some of the beliefs and patterns that you've had around that, it's impact some of the other dimensions, which I think is important. Now, that whole process, because often as entrepreneurs, and I know this is for me, you want change to happen immediately. But this kind of, for any change to be lasting so that you can respond appropriately and consistently take 100%, you were telling us that that's important, it can take time, can't it?
2: Well, uh, I don't believe in time, to be honest, yeah. Uh, I, I believe that time only exists on the physical plane, and that's one of another secret. It's a beautiful thing. Time only exists in, on the physical plane. So I personally believe in emotional progression, not yeah. time. It's not the lapse of time. It's about you being ready. Mm-hmm. And for you to be ready, it can take a minute. It can take 10 years. It can take 20 years. Now, of course, like, there are studies like uh, Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours, etc., but it's very, uh, very important not to go for the quick fix. I yeah. personally never don't believe in get love quick, get rich quick, get health quick.
1: Absolutely. I was thinking more of the physical stuff. I would love to go to the gym once and then walk out going, don't need to go back anymore. But that's what I mean <laughs> about time. Some of those things are instantaneously beliefs, you know, those kind of things can certainly, uh, and by, by the way, Rachel, Rachel Mar, Thanks, Rachel. Great points. Change mindset and beliefs equals change lives. Ab- absolutely. Tell a little bit about that whole time aspect because there's aspects that we may think is going to take longer where in actual fact it's not. And others, we need to be mindful that it is going to take consistent action to see the results that we are wanting to achieve. Speak a bit more about this, because I think this can be empowering for for many who want that quick fix.
2: Exactly. So I I was a culprit, by the way. I was one of those people that used to believe that, okay, you just have to like change your beliefs and just, it just happens. And I realized actually that after a couple of years of just reading and doing all the personal development work, like reading, visualizing, affirming, and all those stuff. But I wasn't really consistently applying. I wasn't getting those massive amount of results I wanted. Like I was getting sporadic results. I was getting like, yeah, a quick win here, another win there. But they weren't as consistent as when I actually started to really implement the whole system regularly. And one of the key things, one of the key principles when I first started that is that I started with one, one habit. And this is, this is really if, if there's one thing you should take from this whole talk we're having, and this is really one of my favorite, start with one habit to change. One small thing. Focus on it for around one month and then start adding others. And I'm going to explain why. So there are many, multiple researchers around habits. You can go and read The Power of Habit from Charles Duhigg, which is one of the most phenomenal books on, on habits. And there are others like Robin Sharma's The 5am Club, etc. It's very, very important to actually start with one. And one of the, the things that... From experience, I started. I said, "Okay, you know what? I know everybody said you can start with. Uh, it's better to start with one or two, but then I said, I can do it. It's okay. It's okay. I understand this to
1: challenge the status quo, don't we? <laughs> they said one, but you know what? I'm going to double <laughs> <the> odds. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. So we're like, I I understand that, but you know, let me just add a little bit more. I mean, I, it's easy. It's so easy. I can do them. But then we see that we're actually procrastinating and we're like, OK, we, we do them one day, two day, three day, four day or whatever amount of time. And then we're like, forget about them. And that's because our paradigm, our, our own paradigm kicks in and say and like makes us forget or life gets in the way or whatever so that we don't change. I won't get into that because uh, at least right now, because it's a very big topic. But uh, going back to the, the, the starting with one habit. And this might be of interest to you. Uh, the first habit I started with, I, wa- I said I wanted to have my six packs. And um, <laughs> what I started with was seven minutes. So if you've heard of the seven minute scientific, uh, the seven scientific minute exercises, it's a proven seven minute uh, scientific exercises for all the entrepreneurs and CEOs and corporate leaders that are actually don't have time. So we always have an issue. I don't have time. I don't have time. We all have seven minutes per day. So I started with that. And um, when I started, I'm like, uh, okay, one day, two days, a couple of days. And I'm like, you know what? I'm actually starting to enjoy it. Uh, So I added like maybe 10 minutes, then on and on. But of course, at some point, I was like, you know what? I don't want to. It's not uh, okay. I've done enough. Let me rest. But then this is where it's important to actually have this perseverance, this grit, like, you know what? I know it's tiring, but the difference between people that succeed and others is that we do the things that other people don't want to do. And then it's OK, just a little bit more, a little bit more. And then a 7 minute turn to 10 minutes, 10 minutes to 15, 15 to 20, 20 to 25. And now I'm t- doing 30 minutes every day. It's been 180 plus days in a row. And uh, after doing that, you start adding things. So uh, so there's a magic um, formula when it comes to habits uh, it's from robin Sharma. there's tw- it's 22 22 22 mm-hmm. you need 22 days to destruct the old habit 22 days to construct the new habit and 22 days to integrate it and become part of your life so 66 days
1: yeah
2: i would always say go for 90 yep. in just because it's like 66 Maybe it's plus or minus, so go for 90, you will be sure. And once you do that, your whole life will change because once you have those those um, uh, habits that are actually linked together, everything changes and everything transforms and you start enjoying them. You stop like at some point once you pass the terror barrier or the barrier of your par- old paradigm, trying to tell you like okay, but uh, I prefer to sleep rather than waking up early, or I pref- I-, I don't want to like uh, I- I'd rather eat this muffin or this uh, big cheesecake than just uh, or whatever the situation is. You're like. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> so, okay. No, so.
1: I, know, I know exactly what you're talking about, George. And by the way, I've just brought uh, Derek Boykin's comment here, which uh, mm-hmm. that's a powerful way to bring an intention to the physical reality. Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting that you should say that, George. And thank you, uh, Derek, for sharing that, that comment, valuable to the conversation. Uh, I remember um, a neuroscientist, and her name has slipped my mind. So I do apologize. But she was saying through studies that showed, you know, that consistency, and it was definitely. Over the the sixty days, but I, I like the the ninety days as well. It really becomes a solid, you know, quarter of a year that you've put into ongoing development and action, if you will. And so that really solidifies that learning. So it becomes part of and parcel of uh, what you're doing. And of course, you would have seen the one pack, and then two pack, and then three pack, and then all of a sudden the six packs mm-hmm. is uh, slowly starting. But what I love about that too is you, you could think about if you're building business foundations. And then building your business, or whether it be that your team's performance or your own productivity, these things just don't happen overnight. There's different layers of, and and what also happens too, and here's one of the the greatest, I think, things that that happen. And, you know, if you can, if you've got some more, uh, you know, validation to this, is that often as we are starting to change physically, we have to make sure that our mindset is consistently changing too, because if we still think of ourselves, as that person who we were before the six pack, we're not gonna maintain that, are we? So that longevity will ensure that all of the areas, you know, the the intellect and and, uh, so forth, is all growing and developing and at that level, so.
2: And here's another secret to that. It's also about doing it, like not, for example, there's the morning habits. Most people are aware of it right now. But I've, I would also say it's important to have intermittent habits during the day. So what I do is I wake up at 444. I like the number 444.
1: Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> That's right. I, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. I love numbers as well. And they, mm-hmm. they stand out for me too. Yeah, so 444, you get up at that time.
2: Yes. And then I have like four hours of, of habits. I, I really love it. I work on four levels, intellectual, emotional, physical, and spiritual. So I have a lot of work in the morning. (laughs) And then what's really key is having, so I chose 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. So what I do is at 11 a.m. and at 3 p.m. for half an hour, I have short sequences of habits or for me to reconnect with myself. No matter what happens throughout the day, of course, if I'm in a workshop or a full day workshop or something, I might alter it. I might not do it exactly as I want to, but there are always ways around that. And as long as uh, we do it 80% of the time, I love the 80-20 rule, this is what matters. The reason why this is important is that there's a cartoon cartoon, uh, image that I really love with a Buddhist monk who actually, like, there's a story that he actually meditates one hour in the morning, and then he goes out throughout the day, and he, I'm sorry for doing it, but it's just for the purpose of explaining it, he starts doing this time. I, so he's, he's like, that. insulting and, and uh, all those things. And this shows that it really doesn't work. It's not about, like, being zen in the morning if you're great for one hour, but then for the rest of the 23 hours of your day, you're just crapping all around. You're not yeah. going to change your life. It's all about being there all throughout the day. So meditations work, visualization work, but it's all about being consistent. And by doing them, again, not all of them and not... So it's certain exercises that you do. For example, let's say you start with your morning habit, 30 minutes of exercise, since we're talking about exercise. What I would do at 11, one of the things is I would do 10 uh, push up um, 10 uh, abs, standing. There's a specific way. So I don't... I can be anywhere I am and I do that. And uh, 10 squats, for example. So this is wh- wh- one of the things I do. It's just two exercise, count till 10. It takes less than a minute, less than even 30 seconds for both exercise to keep me rolling at 11 and at 3. So this is something that, and the more you do it, you will realize that actually it's, it's really powerful to get you through the day because it re-energizes you. Mm-hmm. Especially, for example, for those that are introverts uh, and that need time away from their colleagues, from their co-workers... You can just take half an hour. Uh, if your boss doesn't like that, then you're going to the, to the bathroom or whatever the situation is. You can always find a creative way to do that and have your own moment or your own time. It's super important because this will give you more energy, re-energize you for the whole day. And you will come back with more product. Uh, this is one of the key hacks, by the way, for productivity. Yeah. To actually yeah. reconnect with yourself and this will actually boost your energy boost boost your um, boost, <laughs> boost your uh, <laughs> your energy and give you more focus as well so it's energy and focus for the rest of the day
1: yeah brilliant what I love about that is that you know so often I notice this in myself too because I I work from home or I always have and I could just lock myself in the office and I often will say if it weren't for my husband coming home and saying to me you know like I think I would work 24 hours a day because for me it's not work and and having those time slots where you go I need to have a break because even physically if we're hunched over or you know just those things whatever habit we're trying to change if we don't intentionally book those in the diary and we always hear if there's time that you need to take away to do brainstorming and just to sit and rest. I think we don't value the importance of of being still, that stillness, you know, and letting things settle. I mean, even neuroscience has proven that if we're stimulating, overstimulating our minds and our, you know, thoughts too, too much, with too much, it can be stressful, over stressful for us as well. And so be intentional with that. Whatever that is for you, you know, for some people it might actually be setting time to, I don't know, whatever it is, whatever that first habit is. And would you say start off with something that is not, because this is the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show and we're all like that. We go for the biggest and, you know, the boldest. Start off with some mini things that gets your momentum going that you think, I nailed that. What's the next one? What's the next one? Because we've got to give ourselves some runs on the board, if you will. Does that also help?
2: Yes. Creating momentum is really the key for everything. This is why, like, because the reason why we always start with a small habit or a small task or a small goal is because it gives us the, the satisfaction of the of achievement. So it releases dopamine. And at the same time it's like it creates momentum. And so once we grasp the momentum and you run with it, this will help us actually uh, create more energy and because this is the way life is. So life is all about flow. and so what's how what happens is that we go with the flow. If you look at life as a river, we would be going with the flow downstream and it would be easier than just recreating. This is why, it's always hard to start. So the, the, the start is always the hardest, but once we get this momentum rolling, then this becomes easiest. And of course, it's also important that once we get the momentum to like as ambitious entrepreneurs we always like to add the new the new thing, the new best, next best thing, and always get rolling and on. So what we can do is we can always change it and out. So uh what we what I do is oh I always modify slightly my my routines. It doesn't have to be like big, but for example, I change a bit my affirmations or I change a bit like one exercise, I tweak it here, tweak it there. And I always study myself in a way like, okay, how do I feel today by changing this? Is it helping me or not? Reflection is super duper important and it helps us actually, okay, so I love this. I'm gonna keep that. And it's something mm-hmm. I, I think Fitchin Nachiani, the founder of Mind Valley, does as well. I'm not sure if it's him or someone else uh, that does that to always reevaluate your your habits or rituals every now and then to make sure that you are actually progressing and moving forward.
1: Yeah, I love that. And Michelle J. Raymond, uh, hey, how are you, Michelle? Uh, loving these tips, which are simple yet powerful. Actually, you know, sometimes the most simplest things that are, are the most powerful and the most impactful Thinking would help me get through working from home challenges. Yeah, absolutely. You know, sometimes as individuals, or maybe this is just me, we often look at some of the simplest things as, yeah, whatever. You know, I've heard that before. Yet, if we're really honest with ourselves, when we look, are we really doing that, you know, are we really doing that? You know, one of the most powerful things that works for me, George, um, that really gets me into action is sharing something publicly, because I am not going to go back and say to the people that I shared that with that, nah, I didn't do it. Didn't In fact, I'll probably try and compete um, and, and get it done quicker and more effectively than actually, than I had said, because there's nothing more um, motivating than being able to go, yep, done that and so you know it's whatever works for you and I love the way that you've said monitor yourself because you're going to be able to recognize the the good patterns, if you will, and the things, the triggers that may set you off that will undo all of the work that you've done previously. Because that's a good point too, isn't it? Be mindful of what what triggers you and then either avoid that or put into place, you know, if you are setting time and then all of a sudden your team books out that time in your diary, tell them, look, this date and time in my diary, this is unbookable. You know, this is always blocked out in my diary. We need to step up because if we don't take charge, that thing or whatever it is will continue to, to rule us, isn't it, or drive us. And we have to take 100%, as you said, responsibility uh, for that. And Michelle um well said. We have had an, un- an amazing show. So we've had Rachel Maher, Derek Boykin and Michelle J. Raymond joining the conversation too, George. They've loved what you've had to say and I know will be impactful for them. If people are watching or listening or even later the recording. George, how can they get in contact with you? Yes, you are based in Lebanon, but I would imagine that with the technology that we now have to use, you're you're uh, you're able to work and support people from wherever they're based. Yes.
2: Exactly, exactly. So basically I do have most of my clients are actually outside the, the country, so I do work a lot with Europe and the States. So yes, you can reach me like either on by going on my website greatansweroflove.com. G R E Y D A N C E O F L O V E dot com. Uh, or you can send me an email at connection at greatdanceoflove dot com as
1: fantastic, well. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much again for coming thank on. You, the show. We know that it is very early for you. It was only six in the morning, but no doubt you have been up since four forty four this morning. So <laughs> That's all right. You've already had a very productive day. So, um, that's another thing on your to do list, which you can tick off as a as done and it's been great to connect and please feel free to reach out to George. I'm sure he's got many more habits, many more formulas and principles that he can share with you as well. But start, you know, what's that saying? The best time to have start was probably a year ago but the second no. best time to start is right now. I and I'm that. sure we have got a, a list of, or an idea of that one thing that we may have been putting off and I challenge you in the, the most, uh, you know, empowering way, get stuck on that today. So again, thanks for coming on the show, George.
0: Thank you, Anne-Marie. This podcast is brought to you by the influence Alliance.com. Want to influence real change with your message? By becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry? While building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.TheInfluenceAlliance.com Forward slash podcast series. That's the influencealliance.com. Forward slash podcast series. This podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit C Suite Radio.com.